daughter forever. Um, you know her, of course, on Another World. And she was just a baby when she came onto the show. 22, am I right? You? 22. Yes, yeah, 22. it was the... It was April of 1991. Wow. And stayed there for two years. And tell everyone, tell everyone what it was like to meet me. And I'll tell them how, what it was like for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't introduce you. See, I, I'm so familiar with you. <laughs> I don't even think I have to tell anyone who you are. Everyone, this is Alicia Coppola. What a name, huh? That's this darling daughter of mine at another world. And she became that very thing, my daughter. And I, oh, I can't get rid of her. She's always <laughs> around, always calling me, always needs something. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Tell them what it was like to meet Linda Dano. Go ahead. Well, I mean, to meet my mother. I met I met my mother. Um, I, I was in a really desperately terrible place because my father had just passed and my mother did the best that she could, but I always say that you raised me from 22 on. Boy, is that scary. I could tell that to certain people, Frank for one, my my darling oh, husband, and he would be horrified to hear that. <laughs> you let her raise you? Oh my God. But, but here's the thing. I'm a scrappy motherfucker. Yes, you are. See? Like you. I am like a you. scrappy, not as scrappy as you. No, I'm scrapped. I learned so much from you, and um, I truly credit you with me not going down a very bad spiral after my dad died. Thank you, thank you. I know I did help you in that. Uh, this yeah. was a scary time. She was doing a soap opera, first soap opera, right? Um, mm -hmm. Which is always also so scary when you when you've never done one before, and uh, and. And she had such fire in her. I, she scared me. I was a little afraid of her. So instead of standing back and not dealing with it, I just went all the way in for it. I, I and and it turned out to be this marriage of mother daughter that was real. Uh, those of you who watched us as Felicia and Lorna and loved us, it was because it was so real. And uh, we would leave the set after we would do one of these hot, crazy scenes. And we would like look at each other and hug. And we, we knew we were doing something very real. And that doesn't happen all the time. It happens, but not all the time. You know that. So yes, correct. And where were you born? Tell everybody where you were born. I was born in Huntington, Long Island. Right, I know that. Um, and I was uh, um, in between Huntington and Montauk. Okay. And then I sent me to boarding school at the Kent oh, I didn't school. know that. I'd forgotten oh. that, I guess. Yeah. Kent school. For how long were you in boarding school? I was in boarding school for my uh, third, fourth, and fifth, or fourth, fifth, and sixth form, which is sophomore till senior. Because wow. um, it was so dismal at my house that I think my father didn't want me to be any more of a witness to his demise than I already was. Yeah, um, I was also terribly bullied uh, in school. So I went to a boarding school. Why were you bullied in school? Oh gosh, the names they used to call me. Um, I was called okay. a skinny guinea. Aww. 
called mustache mustache face because I had a little mustache, which my mother took me to my godmother's daughter's. Uh, it was called performance cosmetics um, in Huntington to do to rip it off your face. Yeah. Yes. Um, tell, yeah. Tell this me. What? Say that you're my focus group. I have to run everything by you first. That's kind of true. Yeah. She still does that, by the way. Yeah. Now, did you always want to be an actress? Did did when did that pop into your little crazy head? Um, okay. So I wanted to be a lawyer. Ah. And, yeah. And I remember at Kent, I didn't really fit in because I'm not um athletic at all. And, you know, there were the girls with field hockey and the girls lacrosse and that just like, wasn't my thing, but I really loved my ballet classes. I loved, I was first flute in our school's orchestra. I played the piano. I was just a very creative person. Um, and so when I got to NYU, you know, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And so I was taking my LSATs when I was living with a boy, not romantically, we were just roommates, and I needed my own apartment. And right. this woman, I forget, it was 55 East 10th Street. Uh-oh. And yeah. I rented an apartment from her. She was an elite model. Oh. And okay. she said, have you ever thought about modeling? And I said, I did with my father when I was a child. She's like, let me introduce you to elite. So they signed me that day. I'm sure they did. Yes, they did. They signed me that day and they had a very small um, commercial department elite at the time. Mm -hmm. And I got an audition for remote control on MTV. Yes, of course. That was in my junior year. Yes, that was in my junior year. And um, my cousin, who's a big time producer, her agent happened to be in town and she like set me up with just like to meet him. And it turns out he was um, um, an agent at William Morris. And he signed me so that I left Elite because I really didn't want to do that anymore. And it just, this is why I say I'm highly educated. I'm better educated than my profession. And so I always feel that artists are chosen. Like I feel like I was chosen because nobody in their right goddamn mind goes to boarding school and then NYU to gyrate on Colin Quinn's lap in Lycra. I see your point. It's a very good one. Yeah. But I did that. I did that. And so then it just, my career happened to me. I didn't find it. I didn't follow it. It just, I went where the day took me. And then um, I worked all throughout college. Um, I managed the books at a nightclub. I worked the door at Peggy Sue's nightclub. Then I went, I, I did remote control. And then I started to do a couple of like movies of the week. And then upon graduation, I graduated in January of 1990. And in April of 1991, I got Another World. And what what do you think changed everything when you were at Another World? something changed you 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 really embraced the 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 acting the the challenge of it the the I watched it in you I watched you grow into it and it was interesting to watch because very often I'm going to say something you're going to not like all of you listening to me 
very often when young people come into a soap opera and they're not trained, they have no, no, no skills at all. They just are pretty or they're handsome and they get these jobs and, and they're difficult because they don't really want to do anything. They, if you say to them, I've got to cry in this scene. Oh, I, I, I don't, I can't cry. I, I don't want to do that. I have been present for a lot of those situations because the producers would call me up and say, come downstairs, we need you. And I would have to chat with them and get them to be upset or whatever it was. And, but you did not do that. You jumped in like a lion and you were there to play. And that's what made you so interesting, truly. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, when I look back at that time, uh, my father had died in January of 1991 and the audition for Lorna was like in March. And um, I was a very, I was like a dark stallion horse. Yeah. <laughs> all sorts of energy, angry. It, it was a whole thing. And I remember Michael Labson called me after the audition and said, are you a bitch? Like, are you difficult? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just a really angry, sad girl who's watched my father die for 10 years. And so the role of Lorna was actually my therapy because I could be the wild horse. And that's what I was. I was I'm still a wild horse. But back in my 20s. Yeah, I you was, are. I mean, I was, some of the things she says to me over the phone are like, what? You're what? You're doing what? <laughs> Call me back when you've had a few drinks, will you? Because <laughs> I don't, I'm old now. I'm not as good as I used to be. All right. Now, tell me so how that happened. happened. Yeah, I want to know how but, yeah, yeah, just to finish, but that's how that happened. And um, the wild horse took off because I think it was a really special role. It was a very special time. Mm -hmm. And I think that they saw something in me that you have innately. And that's when they put two and two together. Thank you for that. It must have been my feathers. I had to be my feathers. <laughs> you know, they they always work. Anyway, tell me about Anthony. Where did you meet him? Oh God, that's a big story. So, okay. I had broken up with Chris Bruno. You remember Chris Bruno, who was on the show? Yes, I and I started to date this other this writer who's a very talented writer and and director um and he had written a screenplay for me and our actor dropped out so i thought of anthony and the reason being because anthony was dating my best friend at the time mm. and we would hang out i was the third wheel we would just kind of hang out a lot right. and so when i called him say I remember you're an actor and our actor fell out of our stage reading can you fill in he was like yes I can and then he's like I want to ask you out because I don't know if you know this but I saw you I think it was Columbus um a restaurant on Columbus and I something changed for me he's like I saw you from afar and I was like her so when I met him for the first time he'd already seen me because oh. I was, you know, but I, I didn't don't know this, or I probably did. I just don't remember it. I, and so to make a long story short, um, I felt like there was something incredibly comfortable about him 
Absolutely. And he didn't make me nervous. He didn't make me nothing. He was just like sitting into like a great chair. And and, and I don't mean that. Like no, it was- I know I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I I have such a love affair with Anthony. You know that. You love him more than me. Maybe. Maybe. I do love you, Anthony, if you're listening to this. Um, He's just a dear, kind soul. And nothing really phases him. He will find a way to fix it, to take care of it. He's very nurturing to you and your children. He's an amazing man. Amazing. Now, he, he was an actor and did act in many things. What made him stop all that? You know what? I don't. Anthony is one of the most talented people I know um, and one of the smartest people I know, but he didn't have the opportunities that I had. He just didn't have the opportunities. I was, again, I fell into my career. Right. I didn't choose this. It chose me. Right. He chose it. And sometimes I think you need to be chosen. Mm. And in his case- It is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. In his case, he just didn't have- the wonderful opportunities that I did. Um, and and he's, you know, any harebrained idea that I have, like I've just done my second short film, he's like, let's do it. He's like- Yeah, see, he's always agreeable, always. He's always That's agreeable, what I know from him too. Always yeah. really just very supportive. So I lucked out there, but that's how we met. We met because he was dating my best friend. And then what happened was I moved out to LA. I was still dating the writer director. And Anthony asked me to go to speed the plow with Madonna. And I was like, eh, can you feed me? Cause I'm hungry and I'm a young starving actress. Right. And so we did. And then two weeks later, he pretty much moved in and we've been together for 24 years. I know you've been together forever. For a long time. Really great. Really? I can't, I can't maybe puts up with you. I mean, <laughs> honest with you. I mean, remember me. I'm your mother. So yes. yeah, you're a tough oh, package. You are. I, I'm incredibly, like, I think people, I'm not close to a lot of people. My circle is very small, right. but those who are in my circle, like you, like Christine Tucci, you know, everybody, Jennifer Esposito, like ever, they know that I'm a nightmare. And he just pops popcorn and is watching the fucking crazy show. I know. Yes. I watch him when I come and see you at your house or when we meet somewhere or, uh, and he's just, he's comforting. He's, he's what every woman on the planet wants in a man. And they're hard to come by. They really, really are. Now, what does he think about? You've done a thousand different shows. I mean, really, I would I looked them up just so I would know. Um, God knows I know them from calling, from you calling me and talking about them. But you know, you forget you've done so many. Um is it a madhouse at your house? It has to be. You're a mad woman. I know that about you. But you love you love the way the industry has treated you. Have you liked doing these one here, one there, over here? I've got to do five. Here I'm going to do another three. It's a it's a it's a wild ride. It is. I feel like, and I don't mean this to sound melodramatic or dramatic at all. Right. 
but I feel like I've been in a 30 year abusive relationship with this industry. I, I think that's a very interesting way to put it, really. Well, yeah. it kind of is. You see, there's 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 a there's truth about daytime because I'm I'm one of them. I was there for 18 years, and that was just another world. And the th reason that you take that job is for the security of it. You don't have to look for another job. You go to work every week, maybe one day a week, maybe all five, but you have a steady job. And then your vacation time comes and you're afraid to take it because maybe they'll find someone better than you and you'll lose the job. There's always that. But basically, if you do well um, and the audience seems to like you, you will stay for God knows. I, I had Erica here. I had Deidre here. 45 years, 48 years, 50 years. I mean, I'm like a nothing at 18, but that's that's a comfort boy that is nothing like what you've done. Nothing. It What you've done is craziness. It really is. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, it. listen, back in the day when I moved out here, right. New York had three things going on. Broadway, it's not me. Daytime, did it, and one Dick Wolf show. That's all that there was. Right. Nothing else. So yeah. everybody kind of migrated out to California. Correct. That's where the work was. I, I have worked well in my life. I have my resume is like a roll of toilet paper. And I'm very grateful for the opportunities that I have had, the opportunities that I've created for myself. The um, the 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 way in which I believe the industry, well, the way in which I'm respected yes. by showrunners, casting directors, produce the crew, like I because I learned here. Okay, I learned being on the soap. I learned watching you and Charles Keating, uh, Victoria Windham, Ada Ford, like. I I was smart enough at the time to realize that I was in a position where I could be a sponge and I learned behavior. I learned how to memorize my lines. You would look at your lines the morning of and have 50 pages memorized. I learned that from you. So people always ask me, how do you remember? I was like, because I learned from Linda Dano. You would go into the, we would be in the in 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 the rehearsal room. And you'd be reading them, and then in five minutes later, you're off book. And that was something that was truly amazing to me and has carried me in my career because the people that I, and I have a lot of repeat business, so I'm fortunate there, but the people who hire me know they can give me any dialogue and I will learn it within five minutes and sell it. And that's because of you. Thank you. You can thank my grandmother for that. Okay, then I thank grandma, grandma, yeah, great grandma. Um, yeah. But I do feel like this industry has changed a lot from mm, when has. I started. Yeah. Um, it's and especially now with the strikes, I, I feel like this industry is going to implode. Good. It's going to implode. Anything, anything could happen right now. It's a, it's a very very different time, and and we've had these 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 things happen in all of the the. The, the 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 working um, soaps the the 
daytime um, comedy shows, the, the movies and the movie stars. This time is a whole other ballgame. And yeah, this not, is a scary time. That's gonna, it doesn't affect me anymore because I'm not working, but um, but I can empathize greatly with, with what's going on. Um, it's, tell a very, me, it's a very scary time. Scary time. Um, it's a scary I time also think for it's everybody. Yeah. yeah, but I also think it's kind of like when you take a throw rug outside and you shake it, Yeah, only a few people are going to be left holding onto that rug. Right. I agree with you. I, I do agree with that. I um tell me tell me if you didn't act. Let's let's pretend you're not an actor. What are your passions? What what really makes you come alive? Um shopping. Shopping. Oh God, you sound like me. No wonder you're my kid. Okay. <laughs> I love shopping. You know that. Handbag I have my eye on, but I have to wait till the strike is over. Wait so till I die. So that I can get my handbag. What else? Um, besides shopping. Besides shopping. Um, I I'm a very um I'm a talented writer. Yes, you are. Yes. I love to write. Uh I've just wrote and directed my second short film with Jane Seymour. This is an avenue that I want to go into. I, I Not that I want to say goodbye to acting, but it's got to be good for me to do that. I want to direct and I'm good at it. I'm, I, I have three children, a husband, a freaking large German shepherd. So I like, I know it sounds silly, but I see, I think in images and I see things, right. which, and I'm also very calm on set when I'm directing, when I'm Are acting. You? I'm a nightmare. Yeah, but even Anthony said he was like, I've never seen her so I'll, I'll call him in here so calm when I was directing. Um, so I like to see the big picture of things rather than be the mouth that just says somebody else's words. Right, right. I I, I understand that. I understand I've that. I've also very much enjoyed motherhood. And yeah. that was something that I never wanted or thought about until Anthony. Um, and I enjoy that. Like I enjoy mothering. I enjoy the, the old school Italian cultural ways of, you know, cooking and cleaning and Sunday gravy and meatballs. And, you yes, know, I calls I, me I, all the time for recipes. Yes. I'm going to cook this. Now tell me, how do you do it? I thought, oh my God, exactly. it's Sunday morning. What do you want from me? <laughs> I want everything from you. See, because it didn't, like, like I said to you the other day, when have I ever actually called you Linda? It's it's not never. your name. No, never. You never call me that. Ever. No. You your mommy. I, your mommy. I go, hello. Uh, hi, mama. Yeah. It's always. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you always have. I know then. Uh-oh. Something's happening. <laughs> she, something's wants happening. <laughs> she wants something. I have to talk her off the ledge, uh, if as you heard I, okay. Um, you know, what's interesting about you and, and, and your delightful, darling, sweetie of a husband is that this is, a, I'm going to tell you a story. They both went to work at a restaurant very near where they lived. They could walk there. And they did that on downtime. I mean, most actors, I don't care if you're famous or you're a nobody, 
most actors just don't do that. They just wait it out. They have, you know, they worry, they're, uh, they're afraid, and they'll never get another job. These two are active in their pursuit of having a good life and raising children. Um, I love that about you. Now, I know you were the, what were you? You were the, the door, you were at the door when people walked in and you would seat them, yeah. is that what you did? And what yeah. did Five dollars, five dollars, five dollars, and that I would adds up. And, yeah. and I would do the clicker, which was my idea because the money got lost a lot, and I was like, uh, I have the clicker. <laughs> Somebody comes in, um, yeah. But that was like a great gig because I could. I went to NYU in the morning, and then at night I would go to the nightclub, and I would. I split my rent with my parents my entire college career. Wow! So that I could I have. That. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And what did Anthony do at this restaurant? Anthony at the restaurant that we worked out here, he was a bartender and oh, we took shifts taking during the day, taking reservations. I Not mean, really. right, right now we're in a Money. strike. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. now we're in a strike. My, my eldest is out on his own. Right. My two little ones are still here, but one's in school. The other one's starting um, homeschooling on uh, the day after Labor Day, Tuesday. And I heard that a neighbor needed childcare help. And I'm like, I'll do it. I'm hanging out with a little two-year-old who I adore. It's a total workout. I, I walk her to and from the park, to and from the library, picking her up. I forgot that toddlers are like dead weight. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing exercise and getting paid to hang out with a little two-year-old, which is, you know, it's it's what I can do. It's just because if I sit here in my room. You'll go crazy. I'll go crazy. I don't care what it is. I need to be a, in, in I purpose. That about you. I always have. I love that. Oh, that drive to keep it all going. Got to do this. Got to got to keep it all going. I love gotta, that. You, you Because the minute you like sit down, like even with with my short film, which I know that we'll get into talking about, um, I percolate on a lot of things and things just kind of come to me. Um, right. Then when I'm ready, I sit down and it happens. But I can't do that if I'm just sitting in my room knitting. It doesn't work that way. I need to be, I need to be of service. When mm -hmm. I'm of service, that's when my creativity Picks in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's great. That's I, I think that's a very special gift. I do. A lot of people could not do that. And, and that is a single thing that keeps motivating you. I, I've known you a long time. And that is your driving force. That, what you just said, which is such a gift. Everybody listening, think about that. A lot. Think about it. This kid has her own podcast. Uh, I've never been invited, of course, but are going I'm sure to. that will change. But um, I'm only kidding. Um, but I haven't been. And interestingly, I'm going to tell you this little story. Um, I would have had Alicia, uh, as you can only imagine, after this this little thing we've been doing for the last 15 minutes. Um, why didn't I have her on earlier? If you're so close, I tried. 
I called her. I said, I have a podcast. I want you to come on. And she said, nope, nope. I'm doing my film right now. And I want to get that all finished, put to bed, ready to go, ready to be seen by people. And then I will come. Nope. This is the this is the kicker. She now sees, I think, Erica Slazak being on, on my podcast or, or Deidre, one of those two girls. And she writes to me and says, you know, I loved I love the podcast. When am I coming? When are you going to No. When are you going to invite me? And I went, you little shit. What do you mean? <laughs> I invited you. And so that is now my turn to say, and when are you going to invite me to come on your podcast? We're and I'm not, be- I'm not rubbing cream all over my face. So get, get, get past that. Okay. No, you're going to be my first one that we're going to actually air on YouTube. Really? Yes. I'm, okay. I'm trying. I have my, I have my, I, I, have oh, my I feel bad that I worked you over. <laughs> oh my I God. Have my children, I'm, I'm I have my children. Any of it. Oh God! Uh, Esme and Greta are my IT department. So right. the minute figure out how to like, I know how to record this, but how to get it up onto YouTube. I'm also going to call Maurice Bernard, my my lovely yes, friend. I watched that, by the way. He's amazing. He's amazing. And pick his brain and pick his wife's brain to figure out how to get it onto YouTube. Of course, maybe okay. one of your listeners might know how to do that and can tell me. Yes, if somebody does, text her, somebody do whatever. Does. You, you, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what? You're not going to believe this, but we're really kind of out of time. No, we're not. I can keep going. Oh, never mind. I can keep going. So now I want to know something else that I, I wrote down because I didn't. Oh, I know. You know that Tony Shalhoub was one of my most favorite actors ever. And the reason everybody he was is that when Frankie died, and I couldn't sleep, and I was up and down all night. Uh, I wasn't doing very well, and I started to watch Tony Shalhoub in Monk, Monk, M-O-N-K, one of the great comedy shows ever made. He is delicious. He's funny. He's real. He's. I related so much to him, and my my problem of missing my husband so much. And he missed his wife in this show so much. And my darling daughter, Alicia Coppola, played a girl on this show that kind of sparked him and was adorable with him. They went to dinner or tried to. And of course, he made her walk up five million steps. And she was like, like, like dead. And it was the sweetest, funniest show. I loved it. So it's my favorite thing you've ever done, besides working with me, of course, because I loved how the sweetness that I know you are, that dear, dear, kind guinea that is just full of love and 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 caring for others. You that all that all was there with him. I never will forget it. I've loved it for always. When it comes on occasionally, I watch it again. What did you think of that, of that show? Did you have the best time? Don't lie to me. Lie to me. I don't want to know it wasn't great. I I remember auditioning. Right. And Tony's a really good friend of Stanley Tucci. Yes. Tucci is godmother to my children. And I remember... um, 
I don't know why I just mentioned that. It's not really relevant, but but it will be. But it um, will be. Right. I I remember auditioning for it. And then I remember getting a call back with Tony in the room. Oh. And I got it. Uh-huh. And I have to say, that episode was one of the highlights of my life. Really? Yes. Because lobby, 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 lobby. I mean, the whole thing is hysterical. But if Tony was the first person to ever say to me, other than like this, the Stanley and the Christine, you're funny. Nobody's picked it up yet. No, 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 it's true. You know, they're afraid of you. I mean, yes. nobody, you're really funny, Elisa. You are. You're funny yeah. in this. Yeah, I, I'm so, fu- but I'm, I, I am funny. I, I may not be, you know, politically correct, or I may, you know, my humor is very dry. Um, uh, um, but he was the first person to ever say that to me, that I was funny. You were. You were very, very funny, very charming, very everything that I know you are. Um, yet anyway, it, it's a that's the great thing about about all of us working in television and and on the stage, or you did stand up once we came to see you in that. And I thought she's doing stand-up, this crazy girl. What is she doing? But every time I'm in the car and she calls me, we laugh hysterically about your children. So you are funny. You are funny. And I promise to be a little funny when I come to your podcast. I'm going to haunt you about getting me on, by the way. Anyway, everybody say goodbye to Alicia Coppola, my darling daughter. Love you, sweetie. Bye bye everybody. Thank you. Bye bye, honey. Bye bye, honey. Okay, (laughs) I am back. Um, Well, I wasn't really supposed to not be back, but I'm now back. Does that make sense? No, doesn't matter. Alicia is still here. Can you imagine? And we're gonna chat some more because it was so fun. And guess who's here? Who's here? There's my boy. There he is. Look how handsome you are. Hi, Anthony. Uh, hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Always happy to see you, of course. No, oh, and I'm always happy to see you. I miss you in person. I know. I miss you too. I I don't get back out to California very much, but um, you know when I do, I'll come see you. Well, how are you? Out. How are you doing? I'm fine. You know, life is challenging for everybody <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah boy is that there's true. I'm doing. <laughs> i know i know yeah uh she's very funny she's great my wife huh very she's funny funny change or funny haha yeah yeah buddy haha yeah, yeah we were just talking about my pension and i have to like fill out all these forms and because I have to leave it to him if I die. And he's like, don't worry, I'll you'll kill me before then. So you'll get your pension. You know what, Anthony? She's right. She will kill you. It's yeah. the, and and while you're dying, she'll come get me. And then I will be dying. Yeah. At least it'll be the shortest 2020 murder mystery episode ever because we've all Absolutely. just documented it. Absolutely. <laughs> we've all just said, it's Alicia. If I die, Absolutely. Alicia did it. Heaven is a fabulous place. We're gonna love it up there. I'm telling yeah. you. And then we can be together all the time. Yes, all the time. Who knows? Maybe hell's the place to be. I've never been to either place. I hate heat. No. I, yeah. I, no, I it's too much. Too yeah. much. All right. Tell me, tell me, you two. 
what is a typical day like in your home? Just, you know, like, what do you guys do? What goes on there? Well, Anthony is a, like, okay, so since our eldest is in college, he's out of, he's done. He's out of, out of the house. Yeah. Go fuck off. He's fine. He's lovely. Just bought him a vacuum. I bought him a vacuum and a lovely, TV. thoughtful gift. Yes. Thoughtful, practical gifts. He's okay. jumping up and down with joy. <laughs> He's jumping up and down with joy. And at the two little ones, Esme and Greta. So during the summer, we, we I believe in summer nothing. My kids don't like camp. They just like to hang around, watch TV, eat crap, go with God. Well, it's all great. Well, only, not Greta. Right. One is more like that. The other yes. one's more regimented and scheduled. Right. So we have... With soccer. Yes. Oh, so... Right. A normal day is Anthony usually will take them to school so I can sleep in a little bit. And then um, it's like just household chores. You know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do laundry. It's not very exciting, but it is my life. Um, But he and I usually have lunch together. We sit together or if we're not, or if we're working, we don't. And then I make dinner. I'm, I'm, I'm the dinner. Then we pick up kids and then he takes Greta to soccer and but in um, between that there's work and stuff that yes, goes on yes we each have our own little space and yes trying to move the needle forward throughout the day. Right. The, the lucky thing is for us i think is that we have two teenage girls in the house right. that aren't typical teenage girls yeah i think right. they're very just they're just i don't mean to put this on other teenage girls that i don't know them all but i hear all these other stories but they're right. very self-sufficient they're oh. very they take care of themselves there's not a lot of drama at all really so right. we're very lucky in that way they it it kind of at this point feels like we're all roommates because you know yeah that's what it sounds things. like yeah yeah they throw on things they throw their laundry in like they're very don't you think that's what you has have instilled in them i think so i think we've made some self-sufficient they, they like the way their life goes and they like how you deal with them and each other. And so they just do the same thing. And they're only 13 and 14. It's not like we're talking about 16, 17, 18 year olds. Right. Right. No, but But it was important. It was especially important for me because I I was 12 when my father was diagnosed and Mm -hmm. 22 when he died. So I had 10 years and my brother was eight at the time. And we learned how I was driving at 12. My brother was feeding us grilled cheese sandwiches. Like I instilled in my children, you need to get your shit together because the world doesn't care about you. So you need to know how to survive. How to survive. It may not be the most cushy thing, but better if not. But you know, like I've had like a friend say to me, I'm not gentle with my children. I'm like, of course I'm gentle with my children. I love my children, but the world's not gentle. Right. So if I don't, you know, you need to throw a punch, change a tire, bake a lasagna, make a grilled cheese sandwich and sew a button. Like you need to get your shit together. All in a half an hour. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't, right. I don't care if you're three. I don't care. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I always told two, I always said two things to Alicia. She usually says it before I do. But that I said this to her, I said, it's not our job to be our kids' friends. It's our job to make sure other people want to be their friends, A. And B, it's okay to make them uncomfortable. Yeah. You got to make them uncomfortable. I so agree. In the world we live now where children just run amok, not their fault, not their fault. Oh, not their fault. No, and, and it's- and They have no real 
like fixed thing that they can count on. They need right. to be able to count on something. Well, yeah. they give people give them too much um, leeway, too much power. Maybe I don't know what the word. People, I think that people are afraid of their children, and they're afraid of making them feel uncomfortable. Um, where by Anthony and I are old school Italian, New York, where it's our job to make you feel uncomfortable because the more uncomfortable <laughs> you are, <Yeah>. the <laughs> more you're going to be able to deal with the world. And so we have children, I, couldn't agree, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, so we have children who are like little badasses. They're like, what else you got for me, world? Because we, all right, I'll clean my dish. I'll vacuum my, I'll clean my room. I'll do my, I mean, it's very I, I I didn't, without sounding crass, we're not raising wussies no. because the world it will eat them up. We're no. raising young women to become young ladies who can survive in this world. That's right. I, 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 I applaud you, both of you. I do. And Greta takes that to the, to the soccer field, the athletic field. Yeah, the athletic field. Same mentality. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, like Greta wakes up and is like, we'll still probably be sleeping. And she's out there doing, has been doing drills for two hours. Well, you know? Nice, yeah, she's already started. She's her. already started her routine. She's incredibly dedicated. She's she, a whiteboard. She's disciplined. Because, but who do you think taught her that? You guys. Well, here's here's a funny well, thing about that. I think I we talked about it recently because it's, it's, a, it's a real big thing. And it would take us a while to get into it. But I said to Alicia... Not too long ago, I said, you know what? I think we have to realize that it stresses stresses us out more watching her do it. Yeah. But for her, it's not stress. For yeah. her, her discipline is her freedom. Yes. The discipline is her freedom, and she loves this sport. And she's a great, she's an incredible student, too. It's the same thing. She brings it to everything. But right. we look at it like, because I don't know if we're capable of doing what she's been doing. Right. So right. we look like, well, that's too much. That's, but it's not too much. Not too much for her. No. This is you just gonna back off where she wants to be. Yeah. Let her be what she wants and to be. Fortunately, she has two crazies who allow that. Yeah. <laughs> well, her her. Her. yeah I this applaud is, you. For this, this is what Anthony and I have, and 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 I don't know if you know this, Mama, but I never wanted children. It, it I do know that. Yes. I, yeah. Suddenly, I remember I was at your house. This was a very long time ago, at one of my visits to California, and you're just you've just had uh, two children, and now the doctor has said, "Uh oh, you are now pregnant again," and you were despondent because it was so much to do. It was so much work. And how am I going to do this? And you promised me I would not be give, having another child. And there you were pregnant. And I'm sitting at the kitchen table with you guys. And we're and I'm doing this. And, and Anthony is trying to say something. And we don't know what to do for you. You are despondent. I'm glad you finally got over that. But it, it, it it's true. It's like this. You know what's, what's interesting is that anytime I have any kind of trauma, and I talked to Maurice Bernard about this, that comes back. And I go right into that place because that was traumatic. It was yeah. traumatic. It, I it lived I lived traumatic. to see that. I was there. Yeah, you, yeah, you were here. Yeah, you saw that. I was so I didn't know what to say to you or what to do to comfort you, or you were so frightened that you couldn't do it, that you you wouldn't be able to do it. 
and and look at you. You did it great. You're still doing it great. See, I have more faith in you than you have on you. <laughs> but then, you know, what can I say? I'm an easy mark. Yeah. <laughs> No, but you've always been incredibly supportive of, you know, if I call you up and go, hey, I'm going to do a short film. You're like, go for it. Like, you've never said to me that my dreams are too big. Oh, God, no, I would never do that. No, no. always fact, been. What, what everyone listening right now doesn't know about you, you are nonstop. If you're not working, you're sewing buttons that I've sent to you on a sweater that you're going to sell. Or a, a few years back, you did a, you did a, um, you were making baby linens. Remember that? You were making these gorgeous, she's extremely talented. So she, she's very artistic in so many ways. And Anthony, you know this. I mean, she's like a full, like a, like a truck that, that just blows through life. Just a truck at full force. And i adored that about you. You're such a great example about never feel sorry for yourself, except for that one day at the kitchen table. But yeah. basically, I had good, you I had good just keep going. And I adore that about you. And, and most people are not like that. Most people are not. They, they give up. You know, a lot of people give up. And especially right now with the world in which we live, which has just gone wacky, um, None of us quite know what to do, but that would never stop my little girl here. No, she just keeps barreling along. Yes. Anthony, Anthony hates when I say this, but I mean it in a really positive way, that spite is my favorite emotion. Tell I, me I can't do something. Yeah, go that's ahead. It. Go ahead, I just try. You. I'll show you. I'll show you. Like, just try maybe, me. Maybe you're a little nasty. No, you don't. A bit. Yeah, a yeah. Little. Because, because I, like I said earlier, this industry has been like an abusive relationship for 30 years. And so I'm, I pivot. I, 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 I'm always trying to pivot and find something else, something, something, another way to earn a living or another way to express my, my art, which by the way, I think my art is this. If I have to be burdened by it, so do you. <laughs> much my art i love that you should have that printed on a t-shirt send That's me one say this so, is a, my my daughter i, I know she's a little crazy uh-huh uh, yeah that. no it's true if i have to be burdened by it so do you so i make art out of things that i try to um deal with in therapy that therapy doesn't work so i just make art out of it because you I would share a therapist that, that's not for you that's not no, your it, thing it's yeah, not it, i've tried it doesn't work by the way i'm smarter than them and so i can I, i'm <laughs> it's like what that's are you doing smart. right i know what the fuck i'm doing i know what's wrong with me i get it oh god i just need to go make another short film and then it will be fine it'll be fine you'll see <laughs> I'll work my way through this. Yes. Did you work on the film, this latest I film? I did. Oh, yeah. What did you do? I was a producer. I I secured the cameras that I get donated because I have a good relationship with the camera house. Raised some money. Some dear friends kicked in some money. I was in on a couple of the creative issues with the film. I was there every day on the set, just handling people on the set. So, yeah, it's a family affair. 
family affair. Now yeah. tell me, tell me what it's about. How did it come about? What what motivated you for this particular film? Hold on, is Grandma lighting a fire? I know she's cooking something. Hold on, our cook. little one is cooking, Which and and probably good. Yeah, Anthony, run, don't walk. And we're smelling something. Uh oh, bad, bad. Yeah. Um. So the way I work, um, is. I need to marinate in the thing. Right. I may not know what, I know what the thing is, but I don't know what's going to come out of the marinating. And then I have to percolate over it. So this particular film took me three years to percolate that over long. it. Yeah. And then wow. I sit down in an hour and I write it. Right. Because it's been sitting in. Um, so I just wrote and directed a short film um, starring Jane Seymour. Um, okay. Sorry. Um, so uh, it, which is a, it, it's an unlikely buddy film about an elderly woman with Alzheimer's who desperately hangs on to her past because it's all she has to prove that she exists and her transgender grandson who desperately wants to erase the past because it never proved that he existed. Um, so it took me a bit to write that. And then- And they um, spend Sunday afternoons together. And they so spend that's... like every Sunday, it's basically oh. about this particular Sunday. And this is one Sunday in that. But it's a Sunday on a loop. It's like Groundhog's Day. They have the same conversation. Right. He visits her the same time um, every, every Sunday. And I was really interested in the um, intergenerational storyline and the storyline of our elderly, which are so far on the fringe that we don't really pay attention to them and our LGBTQ plus youth who also are on the fringe that we don't pay attention to. And I wanted to put them in the same room together to see what that would feel right. like and be like. Right, right. And, um, we had our lead actor, Zach Barrick, first. And I always knew that I wanted Jane Seymour. But she was shooting in Ireland. Yeah. yeah, she was shooting in Ireland. And I was like, you know what? We'll, I'll, I'll wait. We went out to a couple of other actresses um, in that age group. And everybody was super, like, I don't know if they were afraid. Maybe. I don't know. But they didn't really, they were like, love the idea, not for me. That was fine. That was fine. Because I, I wanted Jane from the get-go. Um, and my casting director and executive producer, Sherry Thomas, who's an amazing casting director, she reached out to Jane's agent um, and he loved it, sent it to Jane. She read it. And the next morning we had a Zoom. And before you knew it, it was like, first it was me and Jane and then it was me Jane Anthony and her partner mm -hmm. and it was like a family affair her partner's son has edited it her daughter has taken all the behind the scenes photos of it um it's called and you are like mm -hmm. and you are and who you are you and also mm -hmm. and you are yeah um so I'm really proud of it um we're going into sound mix this week, and then I'm going to be submitting to Sundance and uh, all the all the places, right? All the places, and and Anthony helped me um, with 
logistics, the cameras, the insurance and the money. But I have to say that I spent a year um, tracking down people. Like I had to track down Universal Music Group because I wanted to use Melissa, uh, Melissa Etheridge's song, Testify. I had to track down Martinelli's because to get them to sponsor the film because we use them in the film. And so I've, I, you know, when I look at these, you know, mentorship programs or grant programs, I'm like, I've already done it on my own. I did it all on my own. So proud. Other than so, this is everyone listening. It, the, the amount of work this takes is, I don't have that in me to stay with something that takes that kind of time and and attention and and begging and and hoping and wishing and being disappointed and then oh may, wait wait maybe they're going to do that i mean it's um it's really an incredible incredible challenge i so hope it it becomes a huge success honey yes anthony i was going to say not to mention the years prior of her writing other things that she I, thought she was going to make on this topic and us sitting on the couch at night for hours. And I kept saying, if I can say this, sure. I kept saying, no, that's not it. That's not the story. That's not, and she's like, what do you mean? That is the story. I'm like, no, that's not the story. Then one day she writes this thing and I go, she goes, come read this. And I sit in the back and I look up and go, that's good. And she goes, <laughs> finally, finally, it <laughs> took a long time to get to that place. You're a good team. You are a good team. Yeah, it's, it, you know, when I get Anthony to go, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's and I know. Good. Yeah, it's right. Good. It's good. Because, right. you know, he's not, not going to blow smoke up my ass. No, you don't. And I don't need that. But I, but I do know what I have done and what this film, I hope, will make the impact that I hope it will make. Um, I feel like all of my life, my journey since, since I was 12, I think has been trying to create an art form to relieve myself of pain. I know what you mean, honey. And that's been my career. I'm just trying to relieve pain. And I don't mean that in a sad way. I just feel like, again, if it's my burden, it's yours too. So watch the movie and cry. Because exactly. I'm crying. Exactly. Exactly. Tell me about your mom. How's she doing? Not good. No. Not good. Um, and and then there is that too. You know, it's like I've I watched my father die of brain cancer when his body was, you know, his body was failing, but he was completely lucid. And now I look at my mother who has Alzheimer's and um, her body's perfectly healthy. It's the opposite. So I've been bookended. I've been Oreoed. Yes, you have been Oreoed. Yes, I've been Oreoed. And, and good way to put it, right. Yeah. <sighs> and, and, and that's okay because I, it is what it is. And I'm, I really actually feel blessed to be on the forefront of my mother's illness, my father's illness, and to witness my family member um, going through a transition. Um, I feel very blessed that 
and I and I am a very faithful person. I don't have a particular like religion, but I do feel like God has put these things in front of me because I'm supposed to be the person who tells the story. I love that. Which goes back to my point to spread, to open minds and open hearts. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it. As simple and pure as it gets. That's it. That's those. Those are the two words you just said. It is absolutely your journey. Interesting, isn't it? And and it started with Lorna Devon with me, Felicia Gallant. It did. And that's so interesting, too, because I always wondered, like, did they just, did they have that storyline? Like, did you know you had a daughter? I don't know. I don't know. It, all of a sudden, sweetie, you appeared and I became afraid of you. Rightfully <laughs> so, boy. I had it by hands full and I knew it. No, no, yeah. I have no idea where that story came from. They didn't contact me and say, what do you think? Because, you know, what I would have said, oh, well, that's good. Okay. Um, I'm easy as easy can be. But no. And then you saddled in. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah I feel like-, like I must say, in retrospect, as someone who's now 80 years old, to put me, Felicia Gallant, in a in a relationship with you, Lorna, the firecracker, Lorna was brilliant. Whoever created it, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I have no idea how it came to pass. It was just maybe God intervening. Maybe it's because you were in such pain about your papa, and and you had me, and you know maybe that all the time. She says that all the time. Yeah, she's lucky to land with you. We just, we were meant, this was all planned. See, I say this and I get goosebumps all over me. Uh, you can't well, look at the, look at the, I, I mean, <laughs> it's obviously. You got goosebumps too, honey bunny. Yeah. Well, it's look at you and our family yeah. in real life. Oh yeah. We've been, we've never lost each other for never. years as um, right. uh, your mama Linda. Mama Linda. And that all came from Herbie and Lorna and our kids, Mama Linda. Yeah. There was a reason, like, again, I equate myself to like a a dark horse, like uh, just firing engines, just muscle everywhere and plowing through fields. That's what I am. And what another world did and what you did was not tame me. No, no. You let me run. It let you run. Yeah. Just let me run. And that's really what I ask of my industry. That's what I ask of life is just let me run because let me be who I need to be. Let me be who I need to be. And that's what my husband does for me. He lets me run. Exactly. He does. That is that is his gift to you and and you to him. Because you do the same thing for him. Well, I'll probably kill him now. Well, don't, don't, no, don't, not my Anthony. Shush, shush, shush. You no, no, no. But what I, no, not like that. But I'm, she needs drive me crazy. Drive, to yes. Like, like grind me to dust. I know what you meant. No, I won't do that. No, I won't do that. Is, um, there, is there, is there any actor that you would kill to work with? 
that you have always wanted to have happen? Just somebody, who would it be? Some Would it be some famous actor? Would it be somebody you personally would kill to work with? Or, or who could it be? You know, I mean, there's a lot of great actors out there, but- As an actor, as an actress or as a director? No, as an actor. I've been, I've been really fortunate. I've worked with some amazing people. Yes, um, there's one name that comes to mind. I wish I were alive during Monty Cliff's lifetime. Interesting. I, boy, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. I feel I kind of understand it because he was a, he was a, like a unique force. He was like nobody else. Yeah. There was something about Monty Cliff that um, also, cause he looked like my dad. But oh. there, there's something about him that I find incredibly um, uh, uh, da damaged and raw. Yes. And yes. and honest. And, and honest. In more of a way, and I'm not speaking. I'm not speaking for you, but in my, I love Monty Cliff too. Actually, more than in, like James Dean to me is not the same. No, thing. it's not it's the like same thing. Monty Cliff is the more nuanced and and. And really just you on a life basis. Oh yeah. Just oof. I have a fascination with 1940s, 50s Hollywood, Salminio, like all the men. I just I have an like there's something about them, the James Dean, the Monty Cliff, the 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 you know um, the Cary Grants, the James Stewart's. Oh, the... we need a moment of silence. Cary Grant was just mentioned, everyone. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's my thing. That's my jam. Um, and I love the style of the women then when it was I mean, listen, I probably think Hollywood was seedier and filthier and disgusting behind at least it's forward now we know how gross it is but then we didn't know how gross it was right. <laughs> that is so you know what i mean but yeah. the i'm fascinated with the 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 makeover of old hollywood the the the, the i loved old hollywood I yes i just love old hollywood and 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 for me, like my best day, like if I could have been on the set of um, A Day in the Sun with Monty Cliff and Shelley Winters and um, Elizabeth Taylor, like that would have been, that would be my would, greatest goal. You could die on the spot. I could die there and I would be happy. Totally die there and be happy. Shelley Winters. Today, well, you know the Shelley Winters story. She, um, she was auditioning for something and she brought her Academy Award and she put it down on the table and she says, some people think I can act. <laughs> I love that. Again, despite, that. That's again, brilliant. Did she get the notion? <laughs> she didn't. No, she brought her Academy oh. Award, put it down on the table and oh. said, some people think at I can audition. act. At an audition. That's what I mean. Did she get yeah. the job? Oh, did she get the job? I, I have no idea, but I don't care. Oh, because we she have just to find that. that out. We get to find that out. Exactly. Uh, that um, would be the best. Yeah. Did but I tell you that I met I met John Wayne, who was my ultimate oh. favorite thing on the planet. And I I had such a thing for him. And I went to see him. He was actually doing a guest spot 
uh, with Norman Lear, uh, which was shocking because he was a massive movie star, John Wayne, and this was a little, you know, a little uh, comedy show, but they were friends and he came and I, and my agent took me to meet him at his at his where his dressing room was and knocked on the door and he walked to the door they were playing cards in the background and he walked and there he was nine feet tall and here i was with his script that i had and he he said he wrote on my on my script if i had only been a little younger oh. uh, i mean something like, and i started to shake because john wayne and then I went to watch him and my parents were in the audience and I went to watch him and I had to sit in the back of the soundstage because there was no chairs left. And he said, let me get you. He walked over to me, said, let me get you a seat. And I said, no, 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 no. My parents are here. They're they're here to watch you. I, I, I watched you earlier. No, no, I'm fine. Thank you so much, Mr. Wayne. Go back after the set go to his, they were having a little party with a cake and wine and whatever. And he kept looking at me and I said to my agent, get me out of here right now, right now you have to get me out of here because I didn't want to be with him because he was John Wayne. He was my John Wayne. And I wanted nothing to spoil that. And that was big in my life that was so big because i loved him so when he died i wept and wept and wept yeah well that's a funny thing when you confuse the magic with the magician you can't and you can't you can't get it twisted it'll ruin it it'll ruin yes and i knew it no i thought this is all i need is to go to dinner with him and then he ruins the last 25 years of my exactly. life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. So you get but, it. You're my but, kid. So that's why we're mother and daughter. Of course. But <laughs> yeah. going back for a second, um, the fact that, listen, one of the first films I saw with my cousin was Somewhere in Time. And this is what I wrote to Jane. I knew <sighs> when I was watching it that I wanted to do what she was doing when I was 11, 10, 11, 12 years old. Right. Um, I just didn't know what it was called. Yes. Um, it was James Seymour and Sharky's Machine with Burt Reynolds. Wow. Award. My right. cousin took me to both. And I remember writing to Jane saying, I didn't know what you were doing, yes. but I knew that I wanted to do whatever it was. doing. Yeah, yeah, and I wrote a very personal letter to get her to come on board, and the fact that she did, that fact that she trusted me enough to she believed, yeah, she believed in me. She believed in the story. Um, You know, I can have my Salminios, my Monty Cliffs, my you know John Waynes, but when Jane said yes. It was like the heavens opened up for me. Um, All the dreams happened. All the dreams kind of came true. And so now we're in the final stages of it and are now going to go out to festivals and do that. I'm so got my fingers crossed. I think you'll do very well. I do, honey. I do. I hope so. I, 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 I do hope so. And by the way, also talking about daytime, 
I am a nine to five actor. I don't like midnight shoots. I don't like it. It's why I don't do stand up because it, it, the timing is wrong for me. I'm in bed by eight, right? <laughs> so yes. daytime, I'm like, I'd be gladly happy to go back to daytime. I know that. It suits my soul. Exactly. And yeah. I've been crazy pants for the past 30 years. Like it would be lovely to have like a steady, just let me do that and let me make my films on the side. That's what you know? I wish for you. That is what I wish for you. Cause that would yeah. be perfect for you. Oh, let my me God. direct, let me direct. Yeah, yeah. direct let me do that. Anything. So much right. fun. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm exhausted from you. I know. What haven't we covered? I don't. Covered everything. I've got to go to bed now. I think you need to, too. Yeah. Anthony? Yes, love. Always a pleasure. You know that. Love you. I love you. Me too, honey. Thank you. My darling daughter, I love you so much. I wish you only the greatest, most wonderful life. Do me a favor. Give that to me before I leave this planet. Okay? I'm going to do everything I possibly can. Thank you. To make a mark and that to make it matter. I just want to make it matter. You and will. I have all the faith in the world in you. You know that. I know you do. About what every pizza you're making. I'll tell you what to do. Okay. Well, you know, I, I call you for everything. I call you for everything. I know that. I love you. Both of I you. I love you. All right. Say hi Bye. to the kids. Okay. Bye, kids. Bye-bye.